Hello, everybody. Good evening and welcome to the Texas Hill Country Advisors Weekly Financial Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Gay, along with my wonderful business partner, Gilbert Pies. Hello, Gilbert. How Hello doing? there, Andrew. I'm great. Thank you, sir. Good, good. All right. Well, we got uh, multiple things to go over with you guys this week. We had a good week in the markets last week, so we're going to run over some numbers and we got some funnies and a few topics to touch on with you guys. So without further ado, here we go. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Fenner-Sipic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. All right. Inflation, inflation, inflation. We got inflation. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes, I know. We got inflation (laughs) coming out tomorrow uh, for August. And all eyes are on that for sure. We've been waiting since last week, I feel like. I feel like the markets, even the beginning of last week, it was just like, all right, well, we're just going to wait till next Tuesday. Uh, So it's a big day. Big day for the markets tomorrow. So uh, let's, uh, let's get that pulled up here real quick. You want to say something real quick before we move on with that? Yeah, I was going to say, yes, you're right. I mean, we've been waiting, but I think the past few days has been an indicator of what the market is going believes is going to happen tomorrow. Because last time we were here, you were saying, we'll see what Monday does because maybe we get a little sneak peek of Mm -hmm. what the market Mm -hmm. is thinking is going to happen tomorrow. So you're saying that you think of, we had such a good day in the markets today that maybe that's saying... Hey, that number is going to be so. That means that it would be a good inflation rating, which means it would be a lower number than it was last month. Yes, yes, yes. Significantly lower. Uh, yes, I, I, I we'll think get the, yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll hit that in just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, and then if you, and actually, if I, I got this pulled up here, but this is our little um, chart that we look at for trading economics, the website that has all the data points, economic data points on it. And if you're just listening, there's not, the, the reason I'm showing this, too, is because it's Monday, but there was literally, they, they have them uh, diced up into three different tiers of importance, and there was, you know, there was nothing that was on the bottom rung that happened today. So it was just, we're literally waiting for tomorrow. Um, but then you can see there we kick off with inflation, and then we even have, like, um, some purchasing uh, producers index number and retail sales later this week, too, um, and along with the sentiment survey from University of Michigan Friday. So And those are a big deal too. It's just they are inflation is the bigger the this, biggest deal. That's right. It is the <laughs> biggest deal. Um this week, this month, that's the number. So and you know it's interesting too, and we've talked about this on here before too, but how the Fed actually uses or they prefer to use PCE, which is personal consumption expenditures. I think I always get one of those words wrong in there. But <laughs> but it the basis it's basically it's uh a basket of price levels just like CPI, but it, it uses some substitutes in there. So they think that that can be a little more accurate as far as consumers' behavior um, towards towards consumption. Um, and then, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at with the uh, inflation data in tomorrow. And then if I can get this, look at this. This is interesting. So we've been, wa- we've been talking about this on here and showing this chart. <laughs> and the bar on the right side, so this is the 
expectation of the rate hikes at the next Fed meeting, which is in September. And this, the bar on the right has been steadily creeping up the last week. I mean, it, it started at, um, what, a couple weeks Roughly ago? We were at 50-50. We were at 50-50, but, um, you know, it's kind of swayed one way and then kind of swayed back the other. And then as of last week, it just started to creep up um, to the right. And actually, I think a lot of that was after the Jackson Hole meeting, that kind of stuff. Yes. And, uh, Jerome Powell kind of gave the markets a reality check. Little, he slapped them. Slap, slapped them hard. I don't have a. Do I have a? Do I have a? Oh man! Oh, I got a face <laughs> slap. That's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so so looks like the market is dead set that the next uh, Fed meeting we're gonna they're gonna raise rates by 075 percent, three quarters of a percent. So if uh, and we've been saying that for weeks, dude. Seriously, like three weeks before the J four weeks. Yeah. Like basically since for like. A month and a half since the last <laughs> meeting, right? We've because, been saying that for sure. Yeah, but um, here's the other chart that we show. It's the same chart, it's just a different time period. So by the end of the year, it looks like there is a six. The way you would read this is 68.8% chance that the Fed funds rate, that's the one that the Fed uh, hikes or moves it around that we're talking about, is going to be 1.5% higher than it is right now. Which means if they have three meetings at the till, left till the end of the year, let's do some quick math, and we think that they're gonna they're gonna do seventy five basis points, point seven five percent at the next meeting, that leaves another point seven five percent right left for the next two meetings for them to raise between the next two meetings for the end of the year. So we don't. Honestly, we don't know how we feel about that. I don't know if you know how you feel about that because we know that we're dead set. We were talking about it this morning, right? Yes. So it's like the market's dead set that it's gonna the Fed's going to raise 75 basis points at the next meeting. But after that, I don't really know if it knows what to expect. I mean, you can see the expectations there and laid out in numbers and it's quantified, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just don't know. I, I think the bar to the right of the big bar is going to start going up. A little bit over the next few weeks i think this is underestimating what the fed funds rate will be by the end of the year and you know what that is interesting you would say that gilbert because you know what that the bar that you just pointed out the one that says 23.9 the what? second tallest one right there yeah I, I can't see the number from here it's, but yeah. it's okay it's the second tallest one it's to the right of the big one so yes. that one was at 0.1 percent like I think a week and a half ago. I wish I would have screenshotted it, but we it's in one of our videos uh, when I pulled it up. And I mean, <laughs> how how does that even how does that even compute? I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense because because it, once again we and we talked about this before too. The Fed is saying one thing like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna be sturdy about holding interest rates and be aggressive with what we're we're hiking and how much we're hiking. But at the same time, it looks like the market's expecting. Yeah, you're gonna hike 75 basis points at the next meeting, but after that, mm, I don't know, man. It's ba it's baking in some softness, right? Right, right, right. And, so. and really, I think my opinion of this would change over the next few months, depending on what that inflation level looks like. So I do think it's right. in the realm of possibility that maybe the Feds do 75 basis points this time. If the inflation number starts looking good, maybe they do 50 in November. And then maybe if it's still looking good and we've got a good trend of reducing inflation, then maybe they do 25 in December. But I don't know. Uh, it seems to me that the Fed recognizes they're behind the eight ball. And unless inflation goes from 
8.5 that it was back in July to, you know, five or, or under five by the end of the year. I don't know. I think they're going to keep raising rates and, and uh, sticking it to us <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in terms of raising rates. Well, they're saying they're, they're going to. Yeah. I mean, why, why, like, why would you not listen to what they're telling you? They're going to keep raising rates. They have to. And, and once they raise rates, as one of the other Fed governors, I think the uh, lady from... Um, Brainer? No, it was, it was Meister. I think, oh, or, Meister. Yeah. Fed Meister. Yeah, Fed Meister. She said that uh, not only were they going to... Her thought was that they would raise it, Fed funds to 4%, but they also would leave it there for an extended period of time. Right. And that's one of the other things that I mentioned this morning was because I had read an article about how... Um, this the, the the author's take was that Volcker in the eighties had jacked interest rates up a lot and that cooled off inflation. But what they failed to do in that period of fighting inflation was they failed to keep the rates high enough for long enough to really stomp it out, stomp out inflation all the way. Because apparently they cut rates, but they cut them maybe just a little too soon. Or that was the argument that was being made. So I thought that was interesting. Sure. Because because it 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 then means that maybe the Fed is, you know, because they've been so methodical and consistent about raising rates. Right. And we're only like one year in. But maybe they're just going to be hyper aware of not making that mistake this time, right. not cutting them too early. I agree. I think what they're going to do is try to say, OK, we know what happened in history last time when this happened and we we were we let up off the gas pedal too soon. We're not going to do that again. So. Uh, it, it, I don't know if one of the things that we've talked about on the show is the history of, of inflation and the things that have happened. And back in the 70s, what they did was there, there was a huge spike of inflation. The feds raised interest rates dramatically. If you're my age or older, you remember that. Um, but it, it took them several years to keep to get a lid on inflation. It, it took them right. a while. Then they lowered rates, and then they had to raise them back up again because inflation reared up again. It peaked up. It peaked back up. It started right. moving back up again. So it's going to take them a while, and I think what they're doing is saying, okay, we remember that. We know what caused that. We're not going to do that again. So this time when they raise rates, they're going to leave them up there. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the market has to recognize that that's what's going to happen. It, they're, they're not going to just drop them six months later after or, or six weeks after they've raised them um, because inflation is, is down to, you know, four. Right. They're still going to leave them up there. That's exactly right. I would I would be inclined to agree with you. Thank you, sir. No one no one asks us what we thought. Right. <laughs> but we have a show. That's a, right. That's nice right. Dude. We, we, we have, have an outlet a, to put our message out there. That's right. We can say what we want. Well, within reason, of course. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> this, uh, okay, so... It's all opinion. I'll throw that in there, too. It is all opinion. It's you our opinion. That. It's a, it's, that's in the disclosure. That's right. Um, so this is, I thought this was an in- interesting chart. I stole it straight from my man, uh, Josh Answers, who runs a YouTube channel, The Trading Fraternity, um, Stock Market Live. Uh, he does a live stream every day, but he's he always gets, like, a, a nice compilation of, of like interesting information or graphs and stuff so anyway i believe this is a bloomberg chart but uh you can see the little lines that you drew on it there but the reason i wanted to show this is because at the end there you can clearly see the so the red line is the core cpi the red bar is the core cpi 
and the blue bar is the headline CPI. So you can see that they both kind of went up in tandem, and then it looks like the blue line's been coming down over the last three months, which is what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, June, July, and August, um, or, well, actually, August is anticipated, so two months in a row. That's kind of, that it peaked out in June. And then the red one there you can actually see has been flatlined and even ticked up um, a little bit from the previous month of number. So, like, it, it just means that the core has not been sliding down as much as the headline over the last couple of months. So... Um, economists and analysts are going to be watching that really closely because core uh, can can tend to make inflation a lot more sticky and a lot more problematic um, if it does not go away. Because, you know, if you take out, we all know that the energy, the you know, what's going on with the gas pump, like that's a big deal. We talked about that here. We got, what do we got today? It's 309. Last time we checked, it's probably under that now. It's not under three, is it? Well, I, I can't see it from here exactly, but we can either. see the sign. I mean, the sign's there. Even we'll call it 305. <laughs> there you go. Somewhere under under four. <laughs> yeah, significantly under four. Yeah. Yes, so, yes. Uh, but anyway, core core CPI is the one that excludes food and energy and and can be a big deal. So, uh, we'll be watching that too. We we'll get and obviously we get if we didn't mention this earlier, we get all those numbers at once tomorrow. So we'll be parsing through that. And it's then seven thirty, right? Seven thirty a.m. So by the time we come on here in the morning, uh, we'll have some stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, um, it'll be good. It'll be good. Oh yes. I guess it will be nice and juicy. <laughs> um, okay, you know what we didn't do is run over the numbers from Are last week. Are we talking week. about CPI? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you think I was talking about a peach? I'm not sure what you were, where oh, okay. you were going. Right. Uh, I thought you were talking about one of them Fredericksburg peaches, man. They're nice and there you juicy. Go. That's what we were doing. There you go. Okay, so uh, this is where we ended up last week. So you can see there the green numbers on the left means we had a positive week, at least in the top three equity indexes there that we kind of track. So uh, to run over the numbers... Uh, formally, the Dow Jones closed at 32,152. That was a year-to-date uh, performance number of negative 10.2%. The S&P closed at 4,067. That's a year-to-date performance number of negative 13.7%. The NASDAQ closed at 12,112, and that's a year-to-date performance number of negative 22.2%. Um, NASDAQ up over four. Dow Jones up two and three quarters almost, and the S&P up over three and a half for the week. So we had a good week. Um, the same top three and bottom three uh, equity sectors there, that energy, utilities, consumer staples as a top three, communi communication services, information technology, consumer discretionary is bottom three. Those have stayed the same the last time that we've, at least the last past weeks that we've been showing this chart. And from this, our, yeah, from our friends at Franklin Templeton. That's sure, right. I wanted to make sure we gave, gave them a shout out for providing the information to us. That's right. That's right. That's um, our source. That is our source. Um, <laughs> and last but not least, down there at the bottom of the page, you can see the 10-year Treasury is at 3.32%, and that's year-to-date uh, down negative 13.6%, and that's the face value of the 10-year Treasury that they're talking about being down that amount. Obviously, the yield is up roughly about twice as much from where we started at mm -hmm. the beginning of the year. So, all right. That's the numbers for the week. Numbers for the week. Um, what else do you want to you want to talk about anything before we move into? I got some pictures to show share. Yeah, you um, know, one of the things we talked about earlier was uh, the the CPI number that comes out tomorrow. Yes. What if? What if? Because because we're we're all talking about the CPI number coming down from the previous month, and I think 
the market and and I think we would agree that yeah it's going to be a pretty good number tomorrow but what if it's extremely low we we've talked on the show over the past couple of weeks that I think my number was 7 7.5 7.5 and yours no, was No sorry 7 and no, mine was I think 7. mine was 7 yeah I think yours was 7.5 yeah. Uh, don't try to take my, my, my thunder, man. Now I'm like second guessing myself. I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I remember we, we both said that it would be in the sevens. That's right. One of us okay. said seven, yes. the other we, said seven. We said seven, so we'll, we'll see tomorrow. But what if the number comes in at six? That would be crazy. Yeah, it would. What, what if it came in anywhere under seven, six and a half range? Um, and, and me and Andrew were having a discussion earlier. We talked about it. And I really think that the market would not like that at all it would it would freak them out they're expecting a better number than 8.5 for sure and i think the consensus is 8.1 but what if it's substantially lower than that um, right I, I think that would freak the market out um so so in other words it would be like the setup would be because the market would take that as good if inflation is cooling off they like it would like that but if it was so unexpected that it was like a, whoa, what? Like, like really unexpected. All of a sudden, now you get this different level of like fear becomes like panic because it's like, oh, what else do we get that far off the mark? It was really far off the mark. Like so bad that it's there's it raises the level of uncertainty. Well, and, and I think what the market would interpret that as is maybe a recession is going to happen and it's really bad, going to be bad. Um, because that, that means that prices have come down so substantially, that prices for everything have come down so substantially that there is a huge cool-down coming in the market. And, and that would be all related to the demand side, demand uh, destruction, right? Absolutely, and, and that means that the market would say then, oh my gosh, if, if we're seeing so much of a reduction in prices and wages and everything else that factors into CPI, that means that the unemployment rate is going to shoot up. That That's, I think, what the market would interpret it as. And then if the, the unemployment rate shoots up, oh, my gosh, we're having a recession. It's going to be really bad, and it's going to be really long. I think that's what the market would, would think. If it came um, in super low. If it came in super low. Now, uh, on the one hand, that would that would be – I think that would really freak the market out, but I think the number is important. It's just what what's it going to be like and – um, you know, on the other hand, if, if the, the number happens to be higher than the previous month, that would be really bad, too, because that yeah. means inflation hasn't cooled off and we've got some serious problems going on. I, I just don't see that happening because I think there's been a big enough cool down in the market, commodities, energy prices um, that, you know, I think that's that's very, very unlikely. But um we, we've been surprised before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so we, we have to be prepared for the thought that potentially the number tomorrow is a huge surprise, either on the right. upside or the downside. Like almost like it falls outside of a range, right? Yes. So like, you know, if it lands, so last last month's number was 8.5. So let's say if it landed between, we don't know this, we're just talking, um, speculating, but <laughs> if it like let's say it was between seven and eight point five, then that's probably pretty good. But if it got any lower than that or higher than that range, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was not expected, and that could set off that that string of um, thought that you just explained. Yes, right? yes, it, yeah. it's possible. So we we just got to keep our eyes open, our 
and and be prepared for whatever happens. Now, I, I don't, uh, frankly, I don't think that there's any trading that needs to take place one way or the other, whether the number's good or bad. I mean, if you're an investor, the, the focus has always been long-term, long-term, right. long-term, and one week, one month, one year does not make long-term. And so you just have to be mindful that, uh, prepare yourself for whatever news comes tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we'll be here bright and early, ready to give it to you. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I think that's enough for that. We got a, we can shift gears and I got a few uh, funnies to show us. If you want to have a good laugh before we call it a night. Absolutely. I'm always up for a laugh. Um, Okay. Let's do, uh, here we go. All right. So this is an actual picture I took in my living room of a YouTube ad that I got blasted with. And to our point of talking about the Armageddon of, the apocalypse has uh, started. Yes, the Kar- Kardashian <laughs> private equity, uh, you know, startup thing that we were mentioned last week. I kid you not, and I and I, I want to say this was Kim because he's obviously wearing a wig. I don't think it's Kylie, but I, I was beating myself up because I was like, man, I just don't know. I was pretty sure it was Kim, but anyway, if it's Kylie, y'all please forgive me. But thought it was Kim. I just thought it was interesting. We were talking about it last week, and then she has her eyes closed right there. It's okay. really hard to see, but. She it comes on and it's a Beyond Meat commercial and she's like talking up. I don't even know what she said. And at the end of the sentence, she was like, "Because I'm their chief taste expert, like chief taste." She had some title I don't know, but it was like the chief taste person, right? And like chief taste officer. But uh, you know, I don't know. We were just talking about it last night. Her private <laughs> equity thing, and then she shows up in the ad, and I'm like, "Oh my." God, seriously? You know, that, that, that's, that's one of two things. Either it's just a coincidence or we yeah. talked about it the other day and your phone was listening and it decided <laughs> to all of a sudden play those ads for you uh, across every device that you have. And if you don't think that stuff happens, you're really not paying attention. Well, I would have gone. I, I would have gone for like the coincidence of her getting into whatever she got into, and the announcement coming out for that, and then somehow that coinciding at the same time that she's because <laughs> she's. It's not that common to see her doing like business commercials like that. So I don't know. Anyway, I, I uh, purposely don't watch anything that they're in, only because it's, I just don't find it interesting. <laughs> well, I don't either, man. It found me. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Anyway, okay, all right, moving on. So. This one's funny. This is from the Tiger King <laughs> portfolio at the beginning of the year versus now. And then, do you know who the guy is on the left? No, I okay, don't. I why are you bad. picking on that guy? Whoever that is, man. I feel bad because I feel like I'm supposed to know who it is. Because uh, UT lost last week, right, to Alabama? Well, that's probably like their quarterback. Uh, anyway. He's got a sweet mullet, though, man. You can tell You can tell that Gilbert and our financial advisors. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, but he looks a little stressed out there by the end of the year. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I think everybody that's a Texas fan is going to have a stressful year. Same thing with the Cowboys. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, one of the local uh, establishments here posted a, a Facebook ad, I think, uh, said, uh, we're going to have a group, a Cowboys fan group therapy session <laughs> at our at our place of business. If you want to come and buy a drink and, we can all uh, keep each other company and commiserate with each other. It was it was very creative. I would have never thought That's of that. That's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, that is pretty funny. Group I, got, therapy a, I got a few friends that are like diehard Cowboys fans. I got one of them friends with on Facebook. So, Matt, if you're out there, you happen to listen to this. I swear I don't mean anything by it. But you're the most, he's the most hardcore Cowboys fan uh, I've known. But 
Anyway, you got to give it to them. They got some diehard fans. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. You know what? Uh, it takes an, it ta- it takes uh, gall if, to stick around for that long. If if um, that's your thing, go for it. I don't understand it, but that's okay. I don't have to. That's why there's yeah, yeah. it takes all kinds of people. Okay, back to back to uh, memes here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Gilbert, you would appreciate this one. <laughs> Just waiting for the Inflation Reduction Act to reduce inflation. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna die before it happens. Um, and this one, I actually had one that was like, <laughs> as Prince Charles, I had one that, uh, I couldn't get it in here, but it was, uh, it was like someone doing math, like quick math in their head, you know, and all the numbers flying around yeah. and it said degenerates trying to figure out how to profit from the queen's death. <laughs> it was bad. There were so many memes that were out there and this, this was one of them. This was a nice one. They weren't picking on him, but, but his face was kind of pri- priceless. And said, when you realize you got to start working. At age seventy six. Oh man, that's yeah, that's a tough one. Um, but it's kind of right. It's like he didn't, he didn't, you know, well, he, hadn't, he hadn't had to fill those shoes until, until now. Well, and and then to be fair to old King Charles, now he he's been working in yeah, the monarchy since he was an infant. I yeah. Mean, um, okay, so he didn't get the title till last week, but he's been he's been working it. He has. You're right. Did you see him? They, he he was getting crap from shooing the, the, oh, the stab. The, yeah, Did you see the, that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was funny. Uh, the, the guy the guy gets a lot of hate, but of course know, he does. Some, some of it well deserved, but some of it, you know, is just like, come on, man. He's you you can't compare yes. that dude to us to the regular folks or to the people in his. Oh, he's lived a completely different lifestyle his entire life. It's yes. like a different different echelon. Right. That doesn't mean that he shouldn't be held to a higher standard and follow all the rules and laws that we do. But yeah, issues of um, etiquette and servants, and you know, you you know, staying in your lane. I mean, he's got people that that are their job is to do nothing but wait on him. He's a monarch, man. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I don't know. He he gets a lot of undeserved hate. I think. Yeah. Speaking of monarchs, this is uh, Pablo. From the Narcos episode. <laughs> this is a pretty popular meme. Waiting for the market to bottom. It's a whole lot of waiting. But yeah, I think the market's already bottomed. I, I, I do too. My personal but... opinion is June was our worst month. And we might not, we, we might, you know, um, go back and, and try to, to test the lows. Test the lows, but I, I don't think we're going to break them. Yeah. Uh, this one was funny too. This one, you can see the, you see the girl's hand on the, can you see that? Yes, yes, okay. Uh, this I would I would say oh, this is I like get it. I guess yeah, that, that's the handle to the yes, uh, to trunk the, to, to the, the uh, tailgate. Yeah, tailgate. so okay, okay. so it'd be like I thought of uh, the Jackson Hole speech that Friday when we had that sell off. Uh-huh. As Jerome Powell came out there and everything just went yeah. as soon as he started talking. So it was like him opening the tailgate and every and, the, and everybody kind of like falling off. I see, I see. Yeah, that, okay, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. That that one that one was just almost a little too over my head. Slight. But I, I got it. It was slight. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for the funnies. I did have uh, some pictures on here. I just wanted to show from our trash pickup this past weekend. So Gilbert oh, yeah, and I did yeah, the yeah. Uh, UGRA on your own river cleanup for the Guadalupe River here. Well, and, in... and we we can't forget to throw a shout out to our wives and. Uh, oh yeah, uh, my sister in law. Your sister in law, yeah, and my absolutely, wife. absolutely. Everybody can't have a picture of him here too. But my, my boy showed up too, but uh, he he was not he was not uh, feeling it. He contributed. He, he contributed. did. He did. He kept his company. 
you can see a whole lot. We got a bunch of chairs and a bunch of basketballs. Not even stare a bunch of trash, but it was good, man. I mean, it came all came out of the river here. So, yeah. you know, you think about well, actually, Town Creek, true, which, which, which sheds which, into the Guadalupe, which, yeah. you know, leads into the Guadalupe River, and golly, that place had not been cleaned up in a long time. We had so much mess. It was sad, and to be honest, we did not get near the that that section that needed so much more work too. Um, like we did a we did a number on it, but uh, to do this kind of stuff is so obviously needed. Yeah, here absolutely. so we were happy to happy to do that. But anyway, that was us. We had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. We got to walk into the creek bed, you know, that doesn't have any water in it, and um, I, I stepped into the water on accident one time, and my left shoe was, and my left left pant leg was was wet the whole day but that's all right it was fun as long as it didn't start dissolving because that water had been sitting there a long <laughs> time exactly and a lot of algae there and yeah no wonder my toes turned black yeah. <laughs> they're gonna fall off you didn't notice you had an extra one growing this way <laughs> no thankfully yeah. i didn't i don't i didn't have any open cuts on my feet yeah. thankfully um it was fun though it was it was okay guys i think that'll do it um, we will say farewell until tomorrow morning. We'll see y'all at the, uh, in the morning market update, um, here between nine and 10 AM and then back here every Monday evening at 6 PM. So C think CPI 7%. Yes. We, <laughs> <laughs> we will be super excited to talk about that tomorrow morning. So yes. see y'all then y'all take care. Have a good evening. <laughs>